All right, before we dive into all this happenings and World War III crap, I want you to take a look at these kids right here. They all look the same. They're all dressed the same. Much all have the same haircut. And uh, the salt cracker put, China's not teaching their kids um, nonsense. Learning how to break down a handgun so they can clean it, make sure it's functioning properly, you know, preparing them to go to war. Alright, so, come over here to, again, this PDF is up on the piratepreppingcrew.com, so this is 2022 National Fence Strategy, alright, including nuclear posture and missile defense. So, this is what dictates our strategy for nuclear defense, our deterrent system, and so on. Okay. So, down here, strengthen. All right. So... Building enduring advantages also means having the elasticity and readiness in the defense ecosystem to adapt to emerging threats such as climate change. Climate change. So we're using our defense to combat climate change. We need to adopt a more efficient and clean energy technologies. And then we will lead with our values. All right. See, our recruitment pool needs to reflect all of the United States, including traditionally marginalized communities and promoting a diversity of backgrounds and experience to drive innovation or innovative solutions. All right. So again, you're talking about our defense and usually like when they talk about this stuff, this type of stuff, this is higher ranking officer type stuff this is people that are extremely high IQ'd you're looking at what should be I'm trying to think how to phrase this you should be hiring people for these jobs that A, really, really want this job, and B, can do the job to its fullest. All right? 
I don't care if I get passed over for a job with something like this if it means that the person that got it is better qualified than I am. You're talking about our national defense. You're talking about our nuclear program. You're talking about the deterrence. All right, so the only reason why I've read through this 80 pages because I keep hearing how the U.S. changed their nuclear doctrine and that we can do a preemptive strike now. Because again, Clinton signed us on to we have to withstand a direct nuclear hit and then we can launch. All right. So when you just Google U.S. nuclear doctrine, it brings you to this. Nowhere in these 80 pages it says that we can use a preemptive strike. It actually talks about how we need to get rid of nukes and we have to use everything possible. Now we can still use nukes. Nukes are still on the table, but we're supposed to use other forms before we fire off our nuclear warheads. But yeah, so that, that like this right here, th this was what really got me. Like, honestly, with this one, with the diversity stuff, diversity is our strength, whatever. It's not, but whatever. This one, though, using this to combat, you know, emerging threats such as climate change. <clears throat> you just saw what China's doing to their young kids, teaching them how to get ready for war, and we're using our military to combat climate change. Alright, let's dig into this now. Now from DW, North Korea test fires four strategic cruise missiles. The North's latest weapon test comes as the U.S. and South Korea held exercises, blah, 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 in response to North Korea's nuclear threats. So again, North Korea just launched a couple ICBM tests, what, a few, two, three days ago, and now they're firing cruise missiles that can be outfitted with tactical nuclear warheads. Again, so you have the Korean Peninsula, China, Russia, everything's boiling. You have China and Russia working more hand-in-hand -hand with stuff. All right. DW. What's this? Ukraine. Zelensky says Ukrainians will win. On the eve of the anniversary of Russia's invasion, Zelensky... Um, Video called into, was it Germany? I know the UN, but I think it was Germany. One of them basically saying that, hey, Ukraine's going to win by the end of the year. It'll be over by the end of the year. We're going to win. And the funny thing is, is if they were going to win, and they can win, and he knows they're going to win, they should be able to do it with all their own stuff. They shouldn't be begging and trying to force all these NATO and European countries to give them stuff because they should be able to do it on their own. The way he speaks, they can do it on their own. So why do they need $100 billion of my tax dollars to fight a war that we shouldn't even have any part of? Alright, RT. Ukraine now a battle 
of Logistics, NATO Chief. So, or the, uh, was that, Stalinberg? Russia is currently winning the race for ammunition. So, the short of it is Russia is able to resupply their frontline troops with ammunition faster than what Ukraine can get from everybody fighting this proxy war because, you know, they're not producing their own crap. Or they were, but that facility just got the crap bombed out of it. Alright, Ukraine demands Germany cross all weapons red lines. So again, you just had Zelensky say that they're going to win before this year is over, but you need to give us everything that you don't want to give us, and that Russia said that they'll just launch nukes at everybody. You need to just give that to us so we can win. I don't know about you. I, I mean, I really don't want to see a nuclear war. I'm in a position where, again, as long as the closest base to me does not take a direct nuclear hit, I'll survive. I'll be able to survive this wasteland that you will call, or that we'll have after a nuclear war. All right, CNN. U.S. announces $2 billion Ukrainian aid package as Defense Secretary vows long-term commitment. This coming, what? Two days after Biden's surprise visit to Ukraine, giving them $500 million? And now we're going to send them another $2 billion? Yeah, that $500 million that we just gave them on, was that Tuesday? Wednesday? I don't even know what day it was now. Yeah, that's the pay for the pensions and the salaries of the Ukrainian government officials. Now we're sending them $2 billion more in military aid. And we'll do it for as long as it takes. Difficult times may lie ahead, but let us remain clear-eyed about what's at stake in Ukraine. Nothing. I have no stakes in Ukraine. Ukraine does nothing for me. And let us rem and remain united um, in purpose and in action. And steadfast in our commitment to ensure that the world of rules and rights is not replaced by one of tyranny and turmoil. If you live in one of these quote-unquote free countries, I guarantee you right now, you actually feel like you're living under tyranny and in turmoil. Alright? I don't know about you, but my gas prices are all over the place. Food prices are all over the place. and Everything is just outrageous because we keep sending billions of dollars to a country to fight tyranny and turmoil why we ourselves are falling into tyranny and turmoil all right eurasia times ukraine is guzzling russia's precision guided missiles experts say moscow has bombed 140 percent more high mars than 
than supply to Kiev. So, coming out of the Czech Republic, they have basically giant inflatables that look just like the HIMARS, and they're setting them up as decoys, and Russia's taking all those out on top of that. And it's, where was that? Uh, it showed, okay. So it's easy to estimate that 40% will probably be some kind of decoy. Let's read that. We'll just. Russians have destroyed 140% more high Mars than were shipped to Ukraine. So it's easy to estimate that 40% will probably be some kind of decoy. So if they're destroying 140%, only 40% are decoys. Does that mean they're still destroying 100% of all the high Mars that we're sending? Again, Russians doing the same thing with, you know, launching decoy missiles, launching balloons, making them waste, making um, Ukraine waste their missiles and stuff to take them down. Eurasia Times, Mr. Putin, here are some deadly weapons China should supply to Russia to beat NATO back, or NATO-backed Ukraine. Come from a military buff. It goes through and it lays out um, air support weaponry, the different drones that um, China has, different missiles that they have, um, one of their armored vehicles. It, it basically just breaks down a list of heavy equipment that, hey, or like anti-tank weapon to defeat Western tanks. Again, so... Everything that China builds, weaponry-wise, they build and design to take out United States equipment. China doesn't believe that they're going to go to war with anybody else. They're going to go to war with the U.S. We are, the U.S. is China's enemy when it comes to military. No question about it. No question about that. You go back 10, 15 years with interviews with high-ranking military officials and they're doing these drills and someone asks like about, oh, you know, taking back Taiwan? Like, no, the fight the U.S. China is our threat. China can pump out Navy ships tenfold from what the U.S. can do. Like for every one ship that we build, they're building four, five, six, seven, ten, twelve, hundred. If this war between you know China and Russia kicks off in 2025, like it's been speculated, there's a possibility that they will have more ships than our Navy. They'll have more aircraft than our Air Force. They'll have more heavy equipment than our Army. And they have over a billion people in that country. They have no EPA or no rules or anything like that when it comes to um, environmental stuff. So they can just pump out all the soot they want. They have no human rights 
type stuff going on so they can just make them work around the clock. They can pump out a ton of stuff. A lot of our stuff, even our military stuff comes from, or stuff that we use in our military equipment comes from China. Here is your Times. China unveils extra large, heavily armed drone submarine that can attack foreign warships in stealth mode. Man, that was a mouthful. So they got a heavily armed drone submarine that they're saying can evade sonar and sink foreign warships. Awesome. Gotta love, you know, gotta love that we're going to go to war on two fronts. One with front with China, front with Russia. Because again, look back to World War II. Germany and Japan kind of became allies but they never fought with each other they opened up two different fronts yeah so if china so if china decides that they're going to cross that red line and invade Taiwan or cross that red line and say no screw you United States you're not big and bad you're not in charge anymore we want to supply heavy equipment to Russia we're going to supply equipment to Russia you can't do anything to us what are you going to do sanction them cool China's been building up their trade in the Middle East and all through Asia and with Russia we rely on China for all of our goods. They rely on us for money. They also hold the bulk of our debt. So you're telling me that if we sanction them, they're just going, oh, that's fine. Don't worry about the debt. Yeah, we'll still ship you stuff. It's cool. Don't. No. No. Honestly, right now, I say China has us by the balls more than Russia does. All right, RT. All right, so again, this one's from RT. Ukraine poised to invade neighbor, Russia, Minister of Defense. Now, according to CNN, headline, it was, both sides are saying that the other side is going to invade Transnistria. Transnistria. If I could speak, I'll learn to speak one day. I promise. Um, anyway, so it's that little strip that goes between um, Moldova and Ukraine. There's just a strip. I think it's what? So according to this, between Moldova and local forces, it's estimated that half of the Transnistrians, 500,000. So they have roughly 500,000 people on this strip. And they're saying about 250,000 of them 
are, are now have Russian citizenship. Russia saying that um, significant buildup of Ukrainian military personnel and equipment near the Ukrainian Transnistria border. So Russia saying that they're um, trying to open up another front. So Russia have to fight on two fronts. Depending on what source you use, like this one, about 1,100 soldiers are stationed there for peacekeeping between Moldova and Transnistria. I've seen some estimates saying it's it could be up to 5,000 Russian soldiers are stationed there right now. All I need to know is this little strip of land right here has like one of the biggest armories. Something like 20,000 tons of munitions over at this uh, dump that they have. According to Ukraine, that's about a year's worth of ammunition that they can use to fight off the Russians. So, you can believe who you want to believe. All I need to know is, this is going to get attacked. Once it gets attacked, because again, nobody recognizes Trans Transnistria as their own independent thing. They're a breakaway state of um, Moldova. So it's one of those things that if they if it's attacked and if it's attacked by the Russians there's another way they could try to get NATO to come in because again Zelensky keeps saying that they can win this war but yeah he's on everything he can to get NATO to come in there because they can't win this war. If Ukraine was able to win this war, they would have won it already. They would have won it with the first $40 billion we sent them. They would have won it with all this equipment that we sent them, rather than selling it on the black market and asking for more. If you can't tell, I'm just really upset with, you know, how close we truly are to a thermal nuclear World War III right now. Like, that... We have never been closer to a nuclear war than we are right now. The uh, Russian nuclear forces are on like the highest readiness they could be on right now. They're deploying more. They just suspended uh, the New Star Treaty, which limits, what was it, 1,500 nuclear warheads deployed at one time. 1,500. It's a lot. It's a lot of warheads. Especially now that you know they're bigger than what they were in the Cold War. They're maneuverable now. Like, you can have multiple re-entry vehicles on one warhead. So, you can have 1,500 ICBMs out there and all 1,500 of those can have 10 different Reentry vehicles on them. So now you're looking at 
15 separate nuclear warheads or 15,000 separate nuclear warheads falling back down to earth. I'm pretty sure with 15,000 nuclear warheads, you can wipe out like all of North America and like half of South America. All right, I could be making that up. I don't know. All I need to know is it's getting it, it's it's getting real bad. <laughs> Make sure you're preparing now. Stock up, food, water, ammunition, guns, bullets, whatever you want, band-aids, rice beans, have shelter. Make sure you're ready because everything is starting to look absolutely horrible. All right, let's shift gears a little bit now. Come from CNN Business. Why UK supermarkets are rationing fruits and vegetables. Major UK supermarkets are starting to ration the sale of some staple fruits and salad vegetables, blaming poor weather in Spain and North Africa for the shortage. They're hoping that it's only going to last a few months, and this next growing season, they'll be able to be in good shape. But again, so you've had this really kind of weird winter that's happened. We've seen droughts all over the place. We've seen flooding all over the place. We've just seen all this crap just happening. The happenings, happenings, all right? So you got grocery stores in the UK rationing food. And we're here to AgWeb. Brazil confirms BSE case halts exports to China. Brazil beef exports to China will be halted starting Thursday after a case of mad cow disease was confirmed in the northern state. So now you got Brazil can't ship beef out because they have a case of mad cow. Now they got to go through all these tests because no one wants to import a cow or beef from a cow that had mad cow disease. Not good. Then we'll end with this one. This guy from Bloomberg. Bird flu sent egg prices surging. Chicken prices may be next. Cases in South America raise risk of outbreak in Brazil. Brazil's the world's largest or biggest exporter of chicken meat. Again, I don't subscribe to them, so I can't read the whole article. But basically, we're looking at bird flu's hitting Brazil pretty hard. I saw there's one article. It was something like um, 58 million chickens have been cold. All right. Going around the 60, we'll say 60 million chickens have been killed in fear or in trying to stop the spread of the bird flu. All right, you got farmers sanitizing feed trucks or um, scrubbing down feed trucks. You got sanitizing the stuff that they wear. You have them 
doing anything you can to keep wild birds away from the chicken uh, flocks. Alright. Um, I worked for a egg company in 2013. Alright. We had four different sites. Four sites. Each site had 400,000 birds on it. Each site had their own semis. They had their own uh, chicken handlers. They had their own maintenance crews back there. So, like, I ran maintenance on the processor side. So, I worked on a like $400 million piece of equipment. I wasn't allowed to go back in the chicken house. The people from the chicken house weren't allowed to come up front. I could go to other the other three sites and be up by the processors and help them work on their processors. Nobody that worked back by the chickens were allowed to go by any other chickens because, you know, chickens, like, they even, even the houses where they had, we had six houses on each, um, each site. Each house had their own person, like, because, hey, these birds haven't been with each other for forever. If you bring something in from one house to the other house, it can kill off the entire house. So chickens suck because they can get sick really easily. But for it to be falling apart this badly, I mean, especially down in Brazil, I, I'd say Brazil is under attack. Like, We'll go conspiracy theory on this one. Brazil is under attack. They're supplying beef to China that can't have that. Got to mad cow disease. They're the world's biggest exporter of chicken meat. Well, we can't have that anymore. Let's kill all the birds with bird flu. Just know that your government hates you. The media is always lying to you. You got to decipher what they say. And again, this is this is again this is why I have pro Western, pro Western outlets. I got pro Russian outlets. And then Eurasia Times, they just pretty much report reported as it is. Like again, they made fun of South Korea for chasing down a flock of geese because they thought it might have been another drone encroaching. They will call out Russia on all their crap. Like they just report what's there. I've always said the truth is always gonna be somewhere in the middle. Truth will always be somewhere in the middle. So if you go pro-West, pro-Russia, the truth will be in the middle somewhere. Because they're both lying to you. Anyone's lying to you. Everybody hates you. You're on your own. It's up to you to survive what's coming. And the sooner you start preparing, the better off you're going to be, the safer you're going to be. The world's gone crazy. It's going to hell in a handbasket. Just... Go out, stock up food, water, self-defense, shelter, have a way to cook, have a way to stay warm in the wintertime, have a way to stay cool in the summertime, have backup energy. 
lot of stuff that goes into prepping. If you're new to this, best way to start though, seriously, rice, beans, water. You can survive a pretty long time on rice, beans, and water. It's not the most healthiest thing to do, I, but it's better than nothing. Again, I have like, I don't know, I'm probably pushing a thousand packets of beef top ramen because I know my kids will eat that three meals a day. It ain't the healthiest, but it's going to give them calories. Stock up. Get ready. The world's imploding. And we're basically looking at just a matter of time before nuclear war happens. So, we'll end this one there. Remember, stock up. Food, water, self-defense, have shelter, be smart, be prepared, stay safe, have an amazing day, and we'll see you on this next video.